0: Sarno Pietro's picture is totally unlike any other in the collection, and it's quite interesting to ask why. The answer basically boils down to something very practical, what materials the artist had at his disposal and what techniques he knew about to make best use of them. The picture is a devotional object, and it represents the Madonna, the Queen of Heaven, holding the Christ child and ranged up the sides, represented smaller because they're less important, four saints and two angels. So this is a glimpse of heaven, and nothing can be too rich or too luxurious to represent heaven. Ideally, we might fashion an object of solid gold encrusted with jewels and jewel-like enamels, but that sort of work has to be left to a goldsmith. As a painter, you have to make do with quite humble materials, and the trick is in how you use them. Sano di Pietro was working in Siena, in Tuscany, in northern Italy in the 15th century, The techniques he used, however, were the same as had been used for generations. You can find them all described in a fascinating little book called The Craftsman's Handbook by Cennino Cennini. In later paintings, we think of the most important things as the faces and absolutely the least important thing as the background. But this painting is not trying to look realistically like a group of people stacked up in a confined space it wants to look like an object of solid gold. So the background is really almost the most important part. Certainly, it's worth looking at quite closely. First of all, the whole panel has been coated with many coats of gesso. That is basically plaster of Paris to give a totally smooth white surface. The design has been drawn out on this, defining the areas to be gilded. And in those areas, the gold leaf is laid down on a surface of a red clay-like substance called bowl. And you can see the colour of the bowl showing through in the background where the gilding is worn. Once this gold has been burnished, which would make it shiny like a piece of polished metal, it has then been tooled. And this is a very skilful job done with a series of punches which impress into the gold either a simple dot or one of a number of possible designs. You only see these if you look quite closely, but there they are, little circles and three-leaf motifs and diamond shapes. Each time the punches hit, There is a danger of puncturing the gold leaf, but it must be hit hard enough to make an impression. I'd be interested to know just how many times a punch has had to be hit with just the right level of force to create this painting. It's only after the background is complete that you apply paint, and there's a rather limited number of colours available to artists at this date, and that determines very much how these early paintings look. But an even more important factor is not the pigment, but the medium, which you mix the pigment with to make paint. At this date, the medium is not normally the oil, which we're familiar with in later paintings, but egg yolk. And we call this an egg tempera painting, or usually, in fact, just a tempera painting. Because egg yolk dries very quickly, you cannot get the soft, modulated shadows which you get with oil paint. You have to paint with lots of little individual strokes of paint of a slightly different colour. The subtlest effects are achieved in the faces where you paint over a green underlayer to give a cool tone to the shadows. But you can't get effects of light and shade anything like as sophisticated as those you get with oil paint. And so that, of course, is why oil took over from egg tempera painting at around this time and artists never looked back. There are a couple of extra tricks common with tempera painting and they're both used here. One is a technique of painting over an area which has already been gilded and then scraping the paint away to create a pattern which looks like a fabric woven with golden threads. You can see that here in the Christ Child's tunic. The technique is called as graffito. The same trick is actually used in a slightly different way in a couple of other places, but you need really good eyes to see that. You can also find details added in another technique known as mordant gilding. In effect, this is done by painting with glue and brushing over a dust of small flakes of gold, which then get caught up in the glue. And we've all done something similar, as children, using glitter. But you can find it here, in this painting, you can find mordant gilding used to produce the effect of a patterned border and gold stars on the blue mantle of the Virgin. You'd expect the very last thing to be done, to put the painting in its frame, but actually... That's the first thing, because the frame in a painting like this would have been nailed to the front of the panel even before the gesso was applied. Unfortunately, this picture has lost its original integral frame and has been placed in a detachable frame, which is not strictly speaking of the right type. What you end up with is an image which may seem to us somewhere between an icon and the more realistic oil paintings we're familiar with from later periods as an object designed to serve as a focus for prayer you wonder if a more realistic image is really necessary.